Welcome to the Dream Mason Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. A Dream Mason is a person who's brave enough to declare they have a dream and committed enough to do the work to build it. I know we all have a Dream Mason inside of us, and my dream for this podcast is to support all of us by giving us a glimpse inside the hearts and minds of leaders, creators, and innovators to help us unleash our inner Dream Mason. Because your dreams don't build themselves. This is part two of the Dream Mason podcast with my guest, Danielle Page. If you listen to part one, you know exactly where we left off and how what we're stepping into in part two. If you didn't listen to part one, it's okay. However, I would suggest you listen to the first one. So my guest today is Danielle Page. Danielle is a healer, spiritual teacher, and intuitive who uses astrology as a tool to help you, or me today, get unblocked, understand, and live our soul's blueprint. Danielle is also a psychic, clairvoyant, and empath. And when I say that, it's not a gimmick or a joke, but it is totally the truth. I am dead serious. She told me things about my family, specifically about my grandfather, when we met that there is no way she could have known. She is the real deal. In her practice, she uses her ability to see through personas, limiting beliefs, to help women live lives of purpose, clarity, passion, and love. Danielle's work has been featured in numerous magazines. And it's important to know that we shot this episode live and in person for Facebook and Instagram. So as you listen, you might notice that we have some fun with the viewers there. Remember, this conversation is two parts. The first is about her journey from a successful yet unfulfilled life as an architect to rediscovering her soul's purpose and taking the journey that wasn't always easy into her dream of helping women and creating a successful career as a healer, teacher, and intuitive. Danielle and I touch on how one learns they are psychic, an empath, and clairvoyant, and how that freaked her out when it showed up. How one walks away from a successful architecture career after spending thousands upon thousands of dollars and years in school getting a master's degree and building that career to give it all up, to take a chance on something completely different and the struggles that she encountered and endured in starting over and building a new dream. Part one is all about her journey. In part two, Danielle will put her talents on display for us and get into my personal life and my soul's journey by reading my astrological charts. And she'll do a bit of on-the-spot channeling. And I want to be clear, this is what she does. We didn't plan or arrange this. And I was hearing and doing this work with her for the first time. So you're hearing my reactions and me being with it as it happened. I hope you enjoy part two of this episode of the Dream Mason podcast with Danielle Page as much as I enjoyed the experience of recording it. One of the things that I think is really unique about this specific podcast that we're going to do is like I had to go get my birth certificate and this was kind of, we created this together. This wasn't like, hey, you said, hey, this is how we should do this podcast. I was like, I've never done anything like this. I've, I've heard of things like this. I've never done it. Um, and we kind of were like, let's do this on the podcast and actually share what you do and what it looks like so people can actually hear it if they're listening, watch it if they're watching on the, the Instagram live, um, but through my stuff. And um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on before we jump into that. 
No, I think we could dive right in. Why don't you explain what we're going to do, and then we can go into it. For those people that are watching. There you go. Birth chart. Okay, what did you want me to... Just so, just explain what we're gonna do, and yeah. then you can go into. And and I would say, just like let's just go through like you would if I was, uh, you know, any client of yours, so people can actually see like, hey, if they came to you, this is essentially what they would be experiencing in some way, shape, or form. Okay, awesome. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna dive in. So um, in order to pull up a birth chart, I would need someone's birth time, date, um, and location. The exact time is super important. Even five minutes off will change it. So I need it to be like on your birth certificate and um, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so then I put into a computer program and it pulls up a chart like this for people on Instagram Live. And um, then it basically tells me about your soul. So your birth chart is the exact moment that you were born where all the stars, the planets, the constellations, everything was aligned in the sky. Mm. So it's almost like, it's. this is your first baby picture. You look so cute. That's, um, I'm, yeah. I look like a success. You look like a success. <laughs> Spoken like a true Capricorn, by the way. We'll also get in there. Um, keyword Capricorn success, right? So um, it's basically a um, <laughs> it's a snapshot of the first moment you took your first breath. So because we're energetic beings and everything is energy, every um, sign, every constellation, every planet, every star has an energetic imprint. And so it's basically this um, snapshot, this moment in time is imprinted into your soul. So um, can I say something yeah. really quick? So for people that are like, this is crazy or I don't know that is I it? believe in it's this. So normal no, to and, me. And, yeah. <laughs> but I think like I'm super into it now. But I could see where I would have been five years ago yeah. with this. I've been like, this is like this uh, astrological stuff. When people ask me what my sign is, I like, I'm like, this is so silly. Yeah. But what I, what I, what hooked for me in, and I don't think like, hey, this is, and you're gonna talk about this a little. Like, this doesn't have to be like 100% fact, I guess, of everything about your life. But what hooked for me was when I started to realize and think like, wait a minute, the moon controls the ocean. Like simple as that, right? The lunar, it's lunar cycle controls mm -hmm. the flow of the, like the in and the out tides. of the ocean. Mm -hmm. If the moon can control the ocean, to, to think that it doesn't in some way impact us as human beings is really silly. Mm -hmm. Even in like the sun, we draw, like we get vitamin D from the sun. We actually draw energy from something that we can't see. There's energy waves that we can't see that actually impact our health. Mm -hmm. And if we're not actually thinking that, that there's a, bigger connection between all of it and and who's I don't know that you're gonna pretty much tell me what that means yeah. but it's kind of silly it's kind of naive to, to think that it, there isn't an impact how could we think that we, we just we're humans we're this amazing race that there's nothing else beyond us yeah. I mean we are so minuscule we're powerful but we're minuscule in the grand scheme of everything and yes everything is energy that's what it comes down to and so um, it influences us daily um, and who we are and also um, I should say our soul chooses our family so our soul chooses our parents brothers and there's um, definitely a lot of karma with your family and your brother which we'll get in here hi brother um, hi brother hi brother um, um, so um, our soul chooses that based on the lessons that we need and I know people are like well why would I choose you know if parents that, like beat me up or whatever and I know it sounds crazy, but um, we're thinking from a soul perspective, not an ego perspective, that these are the lessons and experiences that we need that are going to change us to grow. So we also choose our exact time. So like my mom's like, you were early. Um, I came early. 
and she thinks it is right but we actually came exactly at the right time that our soul needed because we needed this energetic format to fulfill our um, karma and dharma and move into our you know purpose energy so um, everything is already beautifully aligned just the humans on the other end think like oh they're late oh they're early but everything is exactly how it is and it should so my beautiful baby picture so your beautiful baby picture um and i want to say one thing that you brought up you know reading a birth chart it talks about um, people's behavioral patterns and their soul um, i do soul and esoteric astrology so my specialty is really going in and seeing you know why a person's here what their soul journey is about what their um, purpose is and going deep into um, those behaviors but you can also see um, personality traits but um we evolve over time into our chart so it's not like it has to be just one way like for example, if you take the sign Taurus, there is a shadow octave yeah. and then a higher octave of Taurus, and then there's a million energies in between. So we have free will to decide what we want to do with this energy, um, and we evolve into it over time. So it's not black and white. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go for it. So let's dive in. So we're not going to get to everything because when I do a session, um, even in an hour, I don't get to everything in a chart. but. We're going to touch on some key things here and so i'm just going to read the chart like i would be with a client right now and go for it so do i want to start with past life stuff or um actually okay i'm going to go here so i usually start with something called the south node and the north node i'll just kind of summarize that um to me this is the most important part in the whole chart because this is talks about where your soul came from okay the behavioral patterns and then where your soul is going. So a lot of astrologers don't talk about this axis, but I don't actually know how you look at a chart without it because it's like getting a book and starting in the middle or watching a play <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what the plot is. Here are a bunch of actors, but what is the plot? Like, what are we actually doing with this, right? So this is the backbone, the base of everything. Um, the south node, again, is your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns, okay? What your soul is so used to doing and being, you don't even think about it. now. Um, so we bring that energy in from a past lifetime. Now with you, we bring a lot in from a past life, just so you know. But um, with you, the interesting thing is your south node is conjunct, meaning touching, your um, sun sign. So a lot of people have their south node in a different sign than their actual sun sign. So you're a south node um, and a sun sign in Capricorn, and they're actually the same degree. Um, yeah, they're, they're the same degree, okay? so. Um, there's some stuff to say about that. So what's what's interesting? So, yeah. There's some stuff. To, so what's interesting is that because um, usually we're actually more of our south node than we are our sun sign. So I'm a Taurus sun, um, but I'm a south node in Aries. So I actually have a lot of Aries energy. It's fire, right? It gets going. Um, so people actually might think that I'm more of an Aries um, than a Taurus, but we actually grow into our sun sign. Now with you it's the same energy okay so it's just like a double emphasis on all this capricorn okay so south node energy in capricorn capricorn is used to and from our conversations like i know some of this about you usually i don't know the client at all like at all so but i know this um from what you told me you know south node in capricorn i call it the great wall of china because they have this wall built up it's like come hell or high water no one's gonna get in see my emotions no one's gonna see my heart you have to like chisel away at that shit, right so I call it the Great Wall of China, the South Node in Capricorn, because it's all about status, it's all about reputation, it's all about career, it's about keep going. It's like, no way I'm gonna bring in my emotions. <clears throat> what? We're just like, keep going, like, oh my God, show us, this is great. I mean, I have, you can't see it, but it's like, it, I have keep going tattooed <laughs> on my forearm. 
There you go. Um, yeah, that's like so Capricorn of you. Like keep going, just rise to the top, right? Um, really achieve, 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 have goals, be really goal-oriented, um, and go, go, go. Okay, so here's the thing. It's not that that's a bad thing because you're a Capricorn sun, but what happens with the south node is we all have shadow energy. And by shadow is like we play out the stuff that's really not helping us. And the thing with the south node is um, if we stay in that energy our whole life, we don't actually grow and evolve. So we have to learn to let go of the shadow energy and then move into our north node, which I'll get to in a minute. But the other thing with um, something like the shadow energy of south node in Capricorn and it being in your sixth house, um, basically there are 12 houses in the chart. They look like slices of pizza. I'm killing see. it, I have 12 houses, nice. We all have 12 <laughs> houses. We all, sorry, you're not special. Uh, we all have 12 <laughs> houses, um, but we'll pretend. Yes, you have 12 houses. <laughs> it's so it's good. So, I'm, I'm doing so good. It's so incredible. I'm killing my astrological like, chart. So incredible. Yeah. Um, that's that's <laughs> Leo rising, by the way, talking right there. Um, <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Okay, yeah. So, your south node is in the sixth house. So, that takes on a very Virgo-like flavor, okay? And you already have your moon in Virgo, which we'll get to later. So Capricorn and Virgo, it's very earth, it's very grounded, it's very um, detailed, it's very but like about we have one step, we'll go to the other, and I want to know all the details. So what happens is it could become like a control freak and you start managing everybody around you in control, control, control. It has to be like this, it has to be like this, it has to be like this, right? So, and here's the thing, when I say things to people, sometimes it resonates and sometimes people don't realize because it's like you've only been doing what's normal to you. Like even if me banging the head against my head against the wall is normal, and you're like, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, oh, but why? I learned it from my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just keep doing it because it's so normal until I realize that's not really like the healthiest thing. Yeah. So we have to become really aware of our behavior. So yeah, with Virgo energy in the sixth house, it's all about work. It's all about the details. It's all about like all the details of the sixth house is like the daily life. It's like the boring stuff, the mundane stuff. It's our routine. It's our health. And like all these details, okay? So um, it can get very like tedious, right? Sure. Like to-do list, to-do list, to-do well, list, to-do list. It's great because it's like as when I had my shift, and you don't, you, you don't actually know this about me. Yeah. So when I had my shift from like totally changed my life, went from hospitality to to be creating, being a dream mason and supporting other people and coaching other people. One of the things I did for myself was I created. I was like the morning routine is like the basis of everything I do. It sets up my whole day. And I was this huge advocate for a morning routine. Well, my morning routine kept getting earlier and earlier. So it started at like 6 a.m. If I had, like if I started my day with clients at nine, it would start at 6 a.m. And it would be like meditate, read, coffee, yoga, maybe the gym, but it was like very like, starts at this time, goes to something. Virgo is so serious about the routine. <laughs> but then it went to like four, I started waking up at 4 a.m. Oh my God, so Virgo, and, so and, 6 a.m. And because it got even, like I was like, I want to do this. And I had like, I actually had the, the next breakthrough for me was actually putting all that down and my morning routine being something that came through me mm -hmm. and being decided versus like, like I think I was afraid my morning routine was like a prescription. Yeah. Right? Like if I didn't do it, the, everything would, would fall apart. Here, let me turn that off. <laughs> I'm Ooh. so cold. I'm so keep, keep going. Okay. So, yeah. So you have to be careful. The shadow side of that is... You know, like you said, getting so in the details that it's like, um, actually it's too much in your head, you mm -hmm. know, and like, like so much head, 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 head. Like I have to work it out. I have to figure it out, figure it out, fix, 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 fix. And that pulls you out of your heart big time. Okay. And that Capricorn energy, you know, there is some stuff connected to career and like, um, needing acknowledgement and stuff. We'll get, we'll get into that. But, um, 
Okay. So where your North Node is, the North Node of the chart talks about your soul's purpose. So this is really key because this is where your soul said, okay, I need to learn how to do this. I either haven't had experience with this or it's something I'm going to redo, um, what have you. Yours is connected to past lives, which we'll get into. But um, for the North Node, it's always foreign territory to us. Um, we we step into it and it's really important, especially with all this Virgo energy in your chart. It's not something that you're going to master right away. So don't worry, like you don't have like a month to get it. It's, it's <laughs> literally the rest of your life where you're moving in that direction. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's for all of us. We're just, as we evolve and age, we're moving towards our North Node energy. So it's like, you know, we're not born with a blueprint. Um, um, well, we are with this, but, <laughs> yeah, but like we don't we know. I'm, hold, yeah. I'm holding the blueprint. Right, right, right. But like we don't know. But so once we understand, oh, that's it's okay. That's your Pluto transit we're going to talk about later. Um, once we understand um, our, north, our North Node and our light and the direction, you know, we could always connect back to it. If we feel lost, we say, okay, you know, where, what direction I need to go? Let me step into that. So we're evolving into our North Node. Um, so it is, for you, your soul actually is connected to this in the past life. So here's the thing. We're going to combine some stuff now because I'm mixing some kind of um, past life energy, some energy your soul suppressed, and um, your purpose work. Okay, so... It's so interesting that you call this podcast and your name is a dream mason because your north node is in the sign of cancer and the 12th house. Well, the 12th house is the house of dreams. So here's the thing. Even though we don't know all of astrology, like we get downloads, I call it. We get intuitive hits. Like we, we get hunches that we feel where to go, but a lot of times we ignore it. But that's it, it's okay because we're not going to master it all in one time, you know, but the fact that you're a dream mason and your north node is in the 12th house, like any astrologer would just like, that's an astrologer's like orgasm right there. Like astrologer would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. I love it. Um, so, um, okay. So with the 12th house, it is all about for you moving into this deep connection with spirit, um, moving away from this mind chatter, the to-do list, the everyday. Now, not saying that you're not going to do that at all because you're still a Capricorn, um, and we still need to function on the human realm. So it's not about just sitting on the cloud all day. But this lifetime for you, you're going to be going on a lot of journey. And it's all inward to your soul, um, to spirit, like really connecting what that means. Like meditation is so important for you with the 12th house. Um, like I can see you going on a silent retreat, go, going on meditation retreats, like all throughout your life. Because it's everything that's going to help you move to your journey. You know, you're really learning with the 12th house north node of um, having faith in something that you can't actually see and really believing it and connecting with something greater than um, yourself. So here's the thing. On, on one level, we're all supposed to do this because we are energetic beings as well. But when you have a North Node in the 12th house, it is um, you're here to be of um, service to humanity, of compassion. So emotional healing, um, which is stuff that you're you know moving into and everything. Um, and really connecting and using spirit to help you. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if way later on you start like doing some channeling work or uh, I think that's going to come later though because we're the, our, war, the warlock. That's the warlock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's there. He's there. <laughs> he's there. I mean, it's in you. Um, but I think that stuff where you feel really comfortable with it is going to come later because it's North Node just always comes later, you know, but we move towards that. So um, you know, in the 12th house is the house of Pisces. And whenever we deal with Pisces, we're dealing with um, 
the non-physical and the physical realm. We're dealing with both. So it's like you're half in, half out. You're merging, you're connecting. Um, you're really um, going deeper into this place of um, faith and, and hope um, beyond just like having to do like that spreadsheet and this and that. I mean, you'll still be doing that stuff, don't get me wrong, but it's really surrendering. Like, you know, because if I said this stuff to you and you came to me five years ago, six years ago, yeah. right, you would have been like, yeah, you're right. you're a crazy person. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. crazy person. You hear, yeah. you heard it. You heard yeah, it. no, so, totally. I mean, six now years, six years ago, had you told me like I would be going on silent retreats and meditating, yeah. I'd been like, you're out of your mind. Like the only silent retreat I would have gone on six years ago would have been like drinking myself to until uh, I passed out. Yeah, that would have been a silent <laughs> retreat. Like, totally. Yeah, that, but I yeah. know, and that's where it's like. Whenever people come to me, you know, everyone's on a different part of their journey. And so sometimes it really resonates. Sometimes they're not ready for it, but it, it is what it is. But now the stuff can, you can feel it more and it could sink in because yeah. it's part of your journey. Now, the other part of this is your North Node is in the sign of Cancer, which actually happens to be my Moon sign. Um, so your North Node and my Moon are conjunct. So it's actually interesting because um, it's like there's a, like, like we're helping each other, you know, move forward. When you see that, it's really beautiful. So um, cancer energy is very different than Capricorn energy. So you're learning what you know, because, and even what you said before, you would have never said that years ago, you're learning to be vulnerable. You're learning to tap into the emotional realm. You're learning that you're actually, so now I'm gonna mix in some past life stuff here because not only do you have your North node in cancer, you have, um, the sign of cancer on your 12th house and so so it is going into the emotional realm like you're really oh i was talking about the past life stuff so you're really learning that it's important and safe for you to go into your emotions because before i know from our old conversations you would like write block everything out and it would you know it's like come hell or high water you're not going to share your vulnerability and your emotion like that's that like a lot of capricorns like that feels like it makes them weak or they think it makes them weak um, so you're learning that it's okay to be vulnerable. That's how you're actually connecting with people. And now, because you have your sign of cancer on the 12th house cusp, um, this shows me actually what your soul, some strengths that you have and what your soul is suppressing. So you actually, um, when there's cancer on the 12th house cusp, um, you actually lost your family in the last lifetime. And now what's really interesting is I took this deeper. I looked at the second decon of um, cancer, like astrological talk and I followed the sign um, through and it's in your third house of siblings and so there's actually something um, a very strong past life connection with your brother and when I saw that I was like that's amazing because like I know about your tattoo mm -hmm. you should tell them about my tattoo yeah. um, so me and my brother were always like uh, we, we were always like friends like I, look there's there were worse big brothers than me <laughs> and there were probably better ones right like I picked on him a lot and I think, like, I, we always joke that, like, me pushing him and, like, picking on him made him, like, a man. Like, it toughened him yeah. up because vulnerability is, vulnerability is, like, where you invade the castle. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is not Spoken straight. like a South Newman Capital. Right? And I get that now that that's not actually the truth. That's, like, like the world we live in kind of teaches us to believe that. Yeah. But um, when we were, when I was 28 and my brother was 25, for two years we lived together and we really became, like, best friends. Um, and then I moved to New York and I actually... Yeah. And I call my brother, brother. He calls me brother. His girlfriend calls me brother. Like, anyone that comes into our lives calls us brother. Like, it just, it's just become this thing. I mean, even my brother's girlfriend's mom calls me brother. Uh, 
and uh, it was like we're the brothers. Mm-hmm. And I actually have brother the brothers tattooed on my chest, like right over my heart, um, which I did like right before I moved to New York. Yeah, which is really important because you lost your family in the past lifetime. Um, and so your brother is really karmic and you're really helping him. I know he's listening right now or probably will be. So. Well, maybe. We'll say he'll listen to the podcast. I don't yeah. know if he's... Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. He's busy working. He's, he's doing, he's doing the, the <laughs> diligent... He's the one making spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're actually helping him because you're showing him new ways that can be. And you guys are very energetically connected. So when you do healing on yourself, it's actually helping him too, even indirectly, because you guys are very connected energetically. So... Um, so there's that so there's a very strong karmic tie to your brother um, also your parents your family um, your whole family with that um, which we can get into a little bit more later but I want to say that so it's funny you, you just wanted me to talk about everything here everything I mean I already yeah everything everything okay so I was like I don't want to like embarrass you or say something you everything. know but he's like say whatever so when I first looked at your chart and getting to know you I'm like or really more looking at your chart I'm like you're like not touchy-feely at all like you're not cuddly or anything and he's like no totally the opposite right and i'm like no 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 there's like nothing in your chart like uh, virgo moons like and virgo moon squaring uranus is very like okay here okay now goodbye like whatever like you still have probably some of that but um <laughs> like okay now we're done okay this is good okay now i want to go okay come back now i want to go it's like on again off again on again off again so um right Okay, could, so could be. <laughs> I mean, sure, like, but could I see it? Sure, yeah, and yeah. and I know there's. I mean, what's yeah. the but? So the the other part is that you're actually way more um, emotional um, than you give off. Like you're, because it was hidden, it was suppressed. So you're actually more. And now this is gonna sound wrong, but I don't know the right words to say it. But it's. I don't mean this in a negative way, but you're more emotionally needy than you actually give off, right? So I don't mean needy in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know the other word. Um, like desire, like you, you desire more uh, because that's your your energy. So um, your, your, some of your hidden strengths that you have that people wouldn't know about you unless they really got to know you is that your loyalty and your tenacity. Like you're very strong and like you would do something for like your family, for people that you love. Um, and then some of the, your weaknesses is um, food and drink. You have to be careful with that because with cancer energy, it's like all about emotional eating. So um, you have to be really careful. That's like major hidden weakness, you know, um, sort of like suppressing emotions with that. So um, and then the other stuff with this, since it's some of your past life stuff. So in the past life, you had to actually you lost your family and you had to suppress your need to like nurture and help people because you had to take care of other things so it's still there so it's actually part of your gift but what happens is it comes out in the wrong form so you have to be careful about not smothering other people mm-hmm. um, and not fixing them like you'll call it fixing or helping but it becomes smothering and like telling them what to do so then we couple that with the capricorn energy of like control 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 it's like you know maybe it's all needing to be done this way right so you have to be um, aware of that and just to kind of like bring in some like you might not have to fix everyone or you might not have to and you may be going to them and saying it's fixing is actually more about you um, and your emotional needs so right so the more you get in touch with your emotional needs which you're moving to it's actually going to help all your relationships and everyone around you and even your clients and everything so make sense so far yeah 
super yeah. quiet now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like it, it's hard to get him to be quiet. So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, li- I'm, I feel like I'm listening. I'm learning. It's I'm, good. Um, I mean, I think nothing you're saying, like you haven't said, I mean, look, the, the losing your family in your past life is, yeah. would be, and I there's say, more stuff that we can sure. get in with I that. would say that's new. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like, I know that you were going to say that everything else you've touched on. Um, what's cool is I wouldn't have got it again. Had I had me, had me and you met five or 10 years ago and we had this conversation, yeah. I would have been like, like this would have not, I would have right. basically, there might've been a part of me that knew yeah. that there was something real about this, but I wouldn't have been able to really be with yeah. it. And I mean, like when you talked about my brother just now, like I can feel like the emotional stirring inside yeah. of me and there's still the part of me that like pushes it back down. Like you don't need right. to be emotional about this. Right. Um, but yeah, so no, like everything's like landing, connecting. I, so, I either know it. It's either things I'm learning that I see myself and you're, what's cool about I think what you're doing is it feels like um, a lot of the work I've done on myself yeah. is you're saying like, no, you're, you're basically affirming that I'm on the right path yeah. more so than telling me, Hey, this is the path. I kind of know the path and you're giving me that like pat on the back, like just keep going. Yeah. And that's the thing is some people come to me and don't know their path at all. Some people are already on their path and it helps reassure, um, reassure them. So it's just, everyone's different, you yeah, know, of course. um, when you come to me and where you're at in life and the whole journey. I think that's a like a, a really uh, important thing to mention. Whether you do um, work like I do with my clients, or you do with yours, or any type of growth, consulting, coaching, growth, that people at the end of the day have to remember like this is their journey in their life. So you can tell me all this. I ultimately have to make my own choices, and I also have to follow like my own heart because. I'm not the expert of my of your life. You're not the expert. Mm-hmm. Like you can give me, Absolutely. it's like breadcrumbs and and like gingerbread. Yeah, gingerbread to like help <laughs> help move me forward and motivate me and inspire me. But at the end of the day, it like does all fall on me or you. Or Absolutely, and that's why I don't do any predictive um, work for anyone because everything changes and we have free will. So it's up to us to do everything. I can only be the messenger, and that's what we are. We're just the messengers, and what people do with it is up to them. And when they're ready, you know. Um, Okay, so far so good? Yeah, I'm alive. Okay, so let's go to... um, There's definitely a part of you that's a black sheep of your family for sure because um, you have Uranus in your fourth house and Uranus there just on one level is like shaking things up, doing things different, like feeling like you never really fit in, like even though you're close with them, but like you're just different. So like you're here to kind of ruffle feathers and stuff because you're changing the patterns. Um, like now on a deeper level with Uranus, it um, is revolutionary. It um, is a visionary. And so it's in your house um, of home and family. So you're breaking up the patterns that have been for um, like ancestral patterns and shaking things up. Um, and that's probably why your grandfather was coming through um, maybe because he's like super proud and stuff. Um, about that. Yeah. So there's just that. Now let's go to, um, let's talk about, I'm just wondering where we should go. Purpose work. Do you want to talk about relationship stuff? Do you want to talk about purpose work? Both. I don't know. Pick. Okay. Let's Let's talk about relationship stuff because it's actually going to get into your career stuff because it's connected. Okay. So in the birth chart, um, with men, it's interesting. Okay, you look at um, Venus. So Venus in the chart is um, all our values, what we um, 
love, what we appreciate, um, how we give love, how we receive love, um, but it's also what um, men are attracted to and women. Um, but it's really at the core, it's their values and how they connect with people, okay? So what's really interesting to me is that your Venus in the chart is retrograde. And so when you have an inner planet that's retrograde, um, meaning like, you know, there's Mercury retrograde, and if people are familiar, um, it appears to go backwards from our perspective here on Earth. So people are born during that time. So whenever an inner planet like Venus is, Mercury is, is retrograde, it's a clear indication for me that this is something that your soul is here to redo. So you didn't learn the lessons properly and it's not about you getting in trouble or anything, it's just about you understanding that um, if this is actually gonna be harder for you to really tap into this energy, um, but you're here throughout your life to really redo this and master it, so there's gonna be some stuff with that. Um, and again, you feel I can say anything? Say anything, go for okay. it. Okay, so people that have Venus retrograde, um, Usually is there some self-worth and some self-esteem stuff where it's just really feeling like, how do I love myself? Um, how do I really um, honor that? Um, you know, feeling like they're not worthy of it. So um, that's like a theme throughout life that um, people have. And it doesn't mean it has to stay there, but you definitely had to feel that to a degree because it, feeling that reminds your soul that, okay, this is something I have to work on, right? Because if we didn't feel it, we didn't know we have to work on it. Yeah. Right, like if someone hands you a million dollars every day, it, like you're not gonna like go to work and do yeah. anything. Like it's just easy, right? So um, it's very karmic, meaning your soul has major, major lessons with this. Now, um, I'll connect it to your career in a minute, but um, for you, you have Venus in the sign of Aquarius. Um, so someone that has Venus in Aquarius is more like you like you connect well with people all over the world, like all different types of people, um, that's, you just like talking to people, um, getting to know their story, which is what you're doing. Um, also for women, like you want someone that is like out there and like not traditional and like not doing like someone that's quirky and someone that is, um, like they could be a mad scientist or they could be, <laughs> any not talking any, about any, myself. Any mad scientists out there. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, is that is that a job? Is that like a? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, someone that is like into like weird shit, like you really like, you know, mm -hmm. um, like the more out there, the better, and just someone that like really marches to the beat of their own drum because it's actually what your values are, so you're attracted to that in someone else as well. So like the freakier it is, like the more you like it. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. So um, there's that. Um, okay, so what's interesting here is that when I look to see the ruler of your house of career, it's ruled by Taurus, okay? So Taurus um, is then ruled by the sign of um, the planet Venus. So if we go back to Venus, like the story takes us back here. So there's a connection here about what you're going to be doing with um, work. And, you know, Taurus energy is about building. And look at your dream, Mason. You're building, right? It's, it's like slow and steady, um, builds up over time. Um, it's very much about the um, physical realm because it's a physical um, sign. So it could be about like, you know, a book, a product, there could be more of that. Um, but it's also about, um, it could be something with like beauty and design as well. Like that's interesting. You never know where that's gonna lead to. You're gonna be a fashion designer. I mean, I mean, I've basically said since the beginning, Dream Mason is Dream Mason podcast, Dream Mason coaching, Dream Mason apparel, Dream Mason is, is like lifestyle. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a, you, you're actually embodying your inner Dream Mason. It becomes who you are and what your life. 
Yeah. So um, there's that. Um, there's also something very strongly connected with, um, it's interesting, it could be with um, women as well. Like I know, I love that you're a male in this industry because I feel like there's more women doing this. So I love that because it gives men a place to talk to, but there is a connection. It doesn't have to be, but there is a connection to with like helping women with that. Um, but it's also connected because it's in the sixth house about body and image and um, self-worth. And so there's a strong thing to that, that you're bringing into your career because it's something that your soul is working on. Like you can usually, I mean, not everyone, because sometimes we just need jobs that um, <laughs> we have to take, you know? Um, but you can usually tell um, what somebody is working on, what their soul is working on based on their career because it's all connected. You know, I had to learn my purpose and I have to help people um, go for that. Um, I had to help, I had to figure that out myself. So that's why I help people with that and I had to figure out my intuitive abilities and connect with spirit. That's why I help people with that. Um, and the body stuff I had to work with. That's why I'm helping women with their bodies now. So, well, we've, um, um, we've talked about this. Like, um, you know, you, that what you, I think that somebody asked me recently, I've had, I've had two coaches since I kind of gone through this. One was the, the person who got me into this work by like blowing my mind. And she's amazing and a talented human being in so many ways. And then I really wanted, I actually changed coaches after two years because I really wanted to work with a powerful man because I, I knew that there was like a stop for me with men. Right. Like I'm way more comfortable with women. Yeah. I'm easier to be vulnerable. And so I, I chose a, a new coach who is just a, a badass, like like a, a man who is like driven by integrity yeah. and 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 to put me in that position. But one of the things that's, um, I think the biggest shift in like the three plus years I've been working on myself has been people are always like, well, you're doing more of what you say you want to do. And I'm like, that's not what this work is. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that I think I tell clients now is like, my job isn't to help you make a million dollars or to get the job you want. My job is what happened to me, which is to have you fall in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I think for me, I think the connection or for people that want to work with me is this unique thing is like, I never hated myself. I wasn't like, I don't want to be me. I don't want to like, I didn't, I was never suicidal or depressed. It was never like that. There's because there's that, right? There's people that have that like tortured yeah. relationship. Mine was always just like, I just don't love or like myself yeah. fully. And so this work has always been about like, if I can actually fall in love with myself, then anything becomes possible. And if I can support other people to fall in love with themselves, then you can do anything. Mm -hmm. And I think like you touching on that is, it so resonates. And I mean, look, as we've been talking about this a lot lately, like the body stuff is, it's probably one of the most uncomfortable. Like I don't have an issue telling people like, I don't dance, like I don't do karaoke. Like I, those, <laughs> those are things like I always say, like my holy grail of transformation will be me dancing and doing karaoke oh, like, in dance. the middle of like the I'm Super Bowl stage. Him to um, dance. But like for me, ever since I think I told you this, but I think it's important to share is, you know, in our society, women are the ones that struggle traditionally with like body issues and and everybody knows it and it's kind of nobody's happy about it, but it is a thing and everybody's like, that's a woman's thing. And we don't think about like men. Like I remember I told you the story. Like I remember being 12 years old and like watching professional wrestling and watching sports and uh, looking at like you would see like these magazines with like Arnold Schwarzenegger on them. Yeah. And at 12 being like, that's what a man looks like. Yeah. And like I'm a 12 year old boy. Like I don't have any muscles. I don't have any abs. And I remember being like, wait, that's what I'm supposed to be. That's what women like. That's what I want to be. That's what will have me be accepted, right? Yeah. So it's all outside of me. 
And from the point I was 12 years old on, basically judging myself based on the the look of my body. And now if you like people watching, they're like, wow, he probably looks fine. Like I've never not basically looked like this. Like I've always been fine, but I didn't look like the guy on the cover of Men's Health, which isn't actually real either, right? Yeah. And so I judge myself off that. And I mean, it's, it's cool that you speak about it. And as a man, it's like a super weird thing to be like, I'm uncomfortable with my body. And I think that's so important though that you're having that conversation because that's opening the doorway for other men um, as well to understand that we're just human and yeah, like we all struggle with stuff, but this is part of your journey. Um, and part of you also feeling like you are worthy of love. Do you want to hear a cool story that happened yesterday? Do you want to hear a cool story about yesterday? Yeah. So, I mean, people don't know this. I'm like, just you're having me open up on my own podcast. So much more. So, um, (laughs) so I told you, like, I had this moment where I'm like, I'm gonna like take clients like through the ringer, essentially, to like crack them open so they'll never be the same. And then I was like, fuck, I have to do that with me. I have to like so crack myself open and do that work. If I'm gonna take, if I'm gonna push clients that much further, I have to push myself that much further. Yeah. And so with that, with that insecurity conversation about body, like for me, it's not my whole body. It's literally like that I don't have abs. For the most part, that's what it is. It's like I have extra body fat on my torso, or whatever. And so I made myself this week, and I and I texted you. I was like, I went and did like I pushed myself to do like hot yoga, shirtless, and just be with, like put myself in front of the room. Yeah. And it, the funny thing is, it wasn't about the other people. It was actually about me in the mirror and I'm going to look at myself the whole time and shut that voice down. And the funny thing was, so I did it on Monday and Tuesday and I think on Wednesday I just like went to yoga normal and I didn't like practice, I didn't take on a practice of it. And yesterday, last night I went and I did it again, I like showed this yoga, whatever. And, And I actually was in a pose and I was like, I look fucking good. And like I had that moment where I was like, what am I doing? Like I actually like, like what is this? Nothing changed from well, what Monday did, to Thursday. But what did change is your perception. Yeah. And your yes, consciousness. Absolutely. So that's what changed because it's all the way we see everything through the filter of our mind and our beliefs and our subconscious. So when yeah. we change that, it actually changes the way we look. That's why also when you get into your heart, like I can't even tell you. So I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, this no, is just no, it's fine. like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, the more you get into your heart, which you were doing, yeah. is I can't even tell you how many people come up to my clients and say, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Have you done anything different? And they're like, no, no, no. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's getting your heart. And then when I was doing my heart work and people still come up to me like, oh my God, you just, you look so good. Like what changed? And I'm like, oh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, did you cut your hair? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I'm just connected to my heart. So that's what it is. And then it actually changes our physical appearance oh, yeah. too. And our filter, everything changes. It's amazing. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big part. But that's also why um, your spirit guide, like I, I don't pick up a lot of spirit guides with other people, but it was very clear that you have a female spirit guide because I think there's some, it's like helping you with like the empathy and the compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw her like a- around you and like very like loving. She's an like, older um, woman, but like very loving, like motherly and nurturing. Like that's how I see her. Okay. So connect with her because um, now that I bring that to your attention, like, you might be able to connect with her more. Um, yeah. But it's funny, I have, we have many spirit guides. I have one main um, spirit guide. Um, it's a male. 
but then I also have one that helps you with like the mystical stuff. So it's just fun, yeah. But th that's one that's really helping you now because it's going in your direction. Yeah. yeah. So that like very like nurturing mother energy. Um, okay, do you wanna, I think we should talk about um, the eclipses because that's huge and the transits, what's going sure. on. So there's so much more in a chart that we can get to. It's just impossible yeah. to get to everything. But um, let's, let's use this and then as the transition to kind of wrap up. Yeah. So, okay. So there's something called transits and transits are basically, you take your birth chart and then you um, put the planets that are moving in the sky, you put that around your chart. Okay. So the, the things you read online about the horoscopes and stuff, first of all, that stuff is not real because you have to get your chart. Um, everyone is going through their own cycles. Now we just had um, an eclipse, a full moon lunar eclipse and we have a solar eclipse coming up. Now, these are powerful, powerful moments. So the first thing I wanna say with this is we all feel eclipses because they're powerful energetic moments in the sky and as energetic beings, we feel them, okay? Um, if an eclipse hits a planet in your birth chart or an angle in your birth chart, that means that you are getting eclipsed, meaning you're gonna feel it more intensely and personally. And um, it's basically eclipses speed up um, events for you so they're karmic events for your soul that like if we're moving in this direction it kind of gears us and moves us in this direction so they speed up um, their faded events and they take us to new chapters in our lives so yes it's about stuff happening around the um, um, eclipse that that's what you were feeling but the real part of the eclipse is it's a six month to a year unfolding of new energy now you didn't know this because you didn't you don't know your chart and so we just had an eclipse um, at it was at 11 degrees of Leo. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> He's like, the eclipse is, or the moon's fucking me up. And I'm like, no, no, dear child. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, it's powerful. So here's the thing we all feel it, you know, but because the um, eclipse was at 11 degrees of Leo, and this is important, so he's a Capricorn. So he, he might think, oh, I'm not a Leo, so it wouldn't affect me. But his rising sign, um, the angle, um, his rising sign um, of self and angle of relationships, so they're connected, is 11 degrees of Leo, um, sorry, 10 degrees of Leo and 10 degrees of Aquarius. Um, your rising sign is kind of like the face that you show to the outside world and the filter you move through life. So it's actually a big part of us um, and how we present ourselves and, and how we kind of maneuver. So this eclipse hit on your angle of rising sign, which is huge. It's like the first, our presentation to the world. Okay, it's, this is where the sun was rising when you were born. Okay, so it's, it's a big part of who we are. Um, and so everything's on axis, so it hits your sense of self and sense of relationship. So um, with this in mind, um, there is, so even if I didn't know anything about him, I would be like, oh my God, this eclipse is hitting you. So how have you been feeling uh, the past, like, you know, couple days or um, it even could start like a month before. Sometimes it starts, but the energy gets really big about a week to two weeks before. Um, so this means that, and so you were feeling super emotional and like you were saying you were crying, you didn't even know why, what was coming up. And that's what and eclipses do. And exhausted. Exhausted. Like so drained. Because eclipses, they're full moons. And so a full moon, um, most full moons, like our energy is really heightened, right? And a, a full moon lunar eclipse is a full moon on steroids times a thousand. So the energy is way more impactful. And with lunar eclipses, um, earth comes in between the sun and the moon and so the earth blocks the light of the sun to the moon okay so when that happens there's darkness and there's shadow so lunar eclipses are powerful because we go into our shadow so what was happening was your shadow was being brought to life right you might not even know what it is but all the pain we carry our pain in us in our energy field 
right? That's why we have to constantly meditate and do chakra cleanses and dance and break up the energy and sage and do all these practices because we carry our beliefs and our pain, all our trauma that we carried, it's in our energy field around our physical body. And so that's what was coming up because it's coming up to be released. So this next six months for you is going to be a huge journey of self um, and there could be some relationship stuff going on too. So you never know. As my stomach's growling, <laughs> I say that. Um, yeah, so this, that's the thing with eclipses. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen because that's based on your free will, sure. but a hundred percent, because I, I didn't, like you were telling well, me this and I didn't look at your chart. So I'm like, I wonder what it's hitting in his chart, why he's so like, get, it's getting so intense, but it's your, the angles are more powerful, let's just say, than planets. Well, yeah. And I would say that it's, before I met you, I mean, the last, it's like the la I feel like the last three months have been accumulation of the last three years on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and when I say last three months, I mean November, December, January. Um, I think more crazy shit. I mean, I almost died in a car accident. Like, there's just like a lot of, I made some really dumb decisions. Like, there's been a lot of stuff yeah. that, and but it, but none of it slowed me down. It actually like all pro propelled me like powerfully forward. And so when you're saying this, it, it just occurs, like that's the beginning. Um, it's like everything got on steroids like very recently. Yeah, and so what's going to happen is over the next six months is you're going to be going on this journey of how do I, because it's Leo energy, how do I shine my light and my heart to the world? How do I become a leader that's authentic and truthful and out of love, right? Not out of like performance because there's a lot of performance in you and like achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and there might be some, because you have Chiron in your 10th house, there might be some, well, there are some inner wounds about like needing to get acknowledged. So you have to make sure that it's like, it's coming from this place of you're doing this because this is your purpose and an alignment, not because I need ego um, mm -hmm. acknowledgement. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's, and you know, the rising sign is a very powerful um, angle. So it's everything about you and how you present yourself to the world is going to change. And also what's interesting is Uranus, transiting Uranus is coming up to your angle of career and Uranus shakes things up. It takes it and it like it's like an earthquake. We don't like know what's going to happen, but it shakes things up um, and it awakens you. So that's coming to your top of your career around July. Um, and then it will be back in March and April of 2019, but the first time is in July. So like building up to June, July, there's going to be some stuff that's changing with career that... Um, is going to break you open so that it's very exciting to see both so like you're on this path um this trajectory of going of really being seen of like authenticity which is an important word for you i know um but things with uranus it's like it's totally unexpected and just you just never know what's going to happen but the interesting thing is if you want to go deeper it's connected to your house of relationship so there could be something with relationship and career that are connected um for you coming up yeah Interesting. Is this awkward for me to be saying? No, no, no. I'm like, I told you. I mean, I literally, when we said we were going to do this, I want, it's not awkward at all. I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like when, I mean, like that stuff is less, that stuff is less impactful for me as a person than when you actually speak to things I can feel. Like saying, hey, yeah, but that be... stuff, but that stuff that will come no, up. And this is going to yeah. rock your world because your oh, sure. is like, you don't see it coming. And even though like I could tell you there's a shakeup coming and there's, things getting awakened sure. it's never like we expect and then you're going to be calling me what the fuck is that and i'm like oh uranus is sitting on your thing so it's like that just shut Ur down and uranus is, is sitting on yeah. my thing <laughs> yeah. uranus is there's, sitting there's so many yeah like i had to yeah. 
I've never heard that before as an astrologer. I've never heard the jokes about astrologer Uranus. Jokes. <laughs> um, what else would you, what else is like, is there anything else like super big or powerful that, that before we like wrap this up that you were like, oh, I have to touch on this? I mean, there's a million things. I could sit sure. here forever. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't sit here forever with a, with a, with a random, you know, person. Well, that's time. where, um, yeah. plug, this is where I do, um, I do single sessions, but I also, the majority of my work is when I work with people over time because we can't get to everything at one time. Yeah. Um, do you like how I just keep looking in the camera when I'm... <laughs> well, I think it's actually, like, it's a, it's a really good point in the sense of, I don't care who you are. If you go to, like, a Tony Robbins event, or you work with me, or you work with you, or anyone, nothing is going to happen in one time. You might open some stuff up, yeah. you might, like, have all this great awareness, you might even come up with the thing you want to do, yeah. but you are not going to spin your life, like, 180 degrees because you did something one time. Yeah. It takes, like... You don't you don't do the same thing your whole life and then one day do something different and have right. it all change. It is a repeated practice over and over again. So whether it Absolutely. be somebody, I think the important thing even with this is like if somebody's going to work with you, it's you actually are diving in to like experience the journey of it, not just like, hey, tell me my shit so I can go live a magical witchcrafty life. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I do that. I offer those single sessions because people sometimes just want that, but. Yeah, it's just me giving you a bunch of information, but then how do you actually integrate it? That's why when I work with people, and my um, long-term program is called Evolve, because you evolve over time, and that's what I had to learn. But, um, yes, yeah, so you're going through another, you actually have a lot going on at once, so that eclipse is kind of kicking your ass in a way. Um, and I know I, I've cried with eclipses before, too, and I've literally been in my bed in, in tears. Just It's because you feel emotions, like everything could be fine around you, but emotions are coming up that you're like, I didn't even know I have it. I remember just crying and crying in, in bed over the years because I had back-to-back um, -back when I was going on my healing journey, like one eclipse and then another eclipse six months later and then a year later it was like boom, 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 boom. And the big thing I just want to emphasize here, eclipses move you on your spiritual journey. So they are big um, chapter like openings, like they, they move you and they give you keys that you've never had before. And so they shift you up and they push you along the way because as humans we in our habits and we're just stuck with things so um, these are huge gateways um, if they hit something in your chart and on top of that Pluto transiting Pluto is all about transformation peeling off all the layers that any ego is approaching your Sun sign okay that's one of the most intense transit that anyone can have now Pluto is so slow moving that it's gonna go there get really close and then retrograde and then move forward and then retrograde and then move forward again okay so we're looking at now from February March April it gets very close, one degree away from your sun sign, and then um, it's going to retrograde. And this goes on until about 2020. Okay, so you have this going back and forth. Pluto, what it's doing is Pluto pulls out everything that doesn't serve you. So when we talk about ego denying, that's Pluto. So it is Pluto strips you. So, okay, I'm just warning you that it's not like one event. Again, it's a journey, but what it's doing is it's pulling off. Pluto is a hard transit, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's hard too because we resist as humans. It's like, I always use this example with my clients. It's like a little kid going to school and let's say he has a teddy bear or something. I always say he because I know that I'm going to have a son. So it's just very natural to mm -hmm. me anyways, who's around right now and I can feel it. So, um... He, um, let's say like the kid brings a teddy bear to school and, you know, but like he doesn't talk to anyone because he's with his teddy bear. So like the mom or whatever might take it away and be like, okay, you know, you need to talk to the, you know, make some friends or whatever. 
Um, and then he has a temper tantrum. He cries. He's like, no, no, no. He thinks he can't do it. He thinks he can't survive and he won't be able to do it without the teddy bear or the blanket, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so we resist, right? And that, that, that kicking and that screaming, that's what Pluto does to us internally because we think we need that relationship. We think we need that job. We think we need this house, this money. But Pluto rips out everything over time that doesn't actually serve your highest good because it's building a new you. So when I was going through my spiritual journey, when I turned 30, not only was I going through my Saturn return, but Pluto was sitting on my rising sign that where yours just got. Mm -hmm. So basically everything was falling apart because the new needs to be built up, but it takes mm -hmm. time to build up. So the fact that it's sitting over your sun sign and your south node, which means it's all letting go. You're going to be releasing a lot of your old shit. And it's also opposing your north node. So it's literally moving you on your journey. So the next several years for you are huge. And here's the thing. I meet with clients and sometimes I don't see anything for a couple years. doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen. But these are points of consciousness when your consciousness said, I'm ready to evolve. So for you, you're in the thick of literally ego denying, consciousness raising and moving up. It's like you have no choice. Here we go. Here's your toolkit. Let's go. That's what's happening. So it's going to be big, big. Dream Mason to Warlock. Yeah. Warlock to Deity. <laughs> well, okay, let's not get there, uh, Leo Rising. By the way, eventually, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is we don't... Capricorn is takes a long time to do things because... Actually, I meant to tell you this. Capricorn actually has the most potential to be the most spiritual because they are the most grounded in earth, but yet have the discipline for the spiritual practices. So Capricorns become the most spiritual. So that's why I know that your soul chose to become a Capricorn as well, um, because it's gonna help you on your spiritual journey that it's actually grounded in something practical as well. But Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which takes time to evolve. Yeah. So you have to understand that all Capricorns are sometimes late bloomers in a way, because it's just the journey. It's like fine wine. Um, aging over time like gracefully and then stepping into that um like um wisdom and being like the emperor mode but that takes time yeah thanks that's cool and there you have it folks <laughs> yeah that i mean there's i mean i guess the only thing i like i would say for people that are watching this and listening um the experience of like the just the energy of it all like is palpable you yes. can feel it um, yeah, your throat chakra was killing me in the beginning. Yeah, but I, I was like, but like I can feel like my my temperature, my heartbeat, my my mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is it when you're like sweating, like just my the sensations in my and I and the funny thing is like again six years ago I wouldn't have been present to it. I would have blocked it all out. And now like I mean even before I came here today, I was set an intention of like I want to. Uh, be vulnerable yet like not significant like let it be but it, it doesn't have to like it's not yeah. everything in the world you know um but i think that allowed me to just like feel it mm -hmm. whatever you're giving and, and on different levels right like some of the stuff it's like okay you're telling me some great stuff big stuff is gonna happen well okay it's different and, telling the future stuff, yeah, yeah which is fine because it's like to me i'm like okay mm -hmm. and versus when you say i mean when you said mentioned like my grandfather earlier and he's proud like there's no, you want to break me down sit and just tell me my grandfather's proud of me and i'll like crumble and well, he was that's why i yeah. said it because i felt it and and then when you and same thing with the my brother stuff like that those are the two um easily can like shake me up but i could like feel you know, i can feel it versus just so i yeah i mean thank you um i love that we created this together 
I love that we are are live. Um, that you got me to share things uh, that there's people like I, I don't know that I shared anything that's like 100 percent a secret because I've told you and yeah. some other people. But the amount of people that are going to hear some of the things I shared about me on this podcast is vastly more than I expected to. Um, and that people, and I always think like my intention with this podcast is that people listen to it and take something from themselves so that something that you or I said helps them with their own life or their own journey to help them build their dreams or their life. Um, so thanks for helping me open up because I'm I'm sure there's people out there that can connect with some of the stuff I shared and, and stuff in your journey. And I know there was a ton of value, so thanks. I'm like really grateful. This was really cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me on. Yeah. And your grandfather's playing backgammon for some reason, so I don't know why. He's playing a backgammon. backgammon. I don't even know what that game. It's like a. He doesn't. He, I mean, I believe he's you. He's playing like, it. Yeah. Okay. He's showing me that. So I don't right. even know what that. Maybe means. there's something about backgammon. It's yeah. Like so ex- explore it. Explore it. It could be actually too, because there's something with chess and strategy. So, yeah. But he's showing me that. Cool. How do um. I know you're like booked forever, but if, <laughs> but if people want to reach out to you, connect with you, follow you, what do they need to do or how do they do that? So you can follow me on Instagram at healing page. It's P-A-I-G-E or go to my website. That's um, where you book a session, um, healing page again, P-A-I-G-E. Um, or you can go, if you're a woman, I have a private Facebook group for women. Um, it's called social society. So it's S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L social society where we talk and we go deep and we share the secrets of the universe. And I know you're full because we I congratulated you on your retreat. But when are when are people going to be able to do another retreat with you since this next one is full? I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing another retreat. I, I just sold out. I'm doing another one in Mykonos. Um, but I don't know yet. But um, get on my email list. And um, I love to travel. So there will definitely be more. But I don't have an answer yet because I, I just I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe in the fall. Cool. Wherever I want to go, that's where I pick, and then we do it. So. Cool. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're definitely gonna do this again somehow, but <laughs> you know, this was fun and interesting, and I've never listened to a podcast that had like this experience on it. Yeah. So thanks for creating it with me. Thank you. Yeah. So much. I don't know about you, but I thought that was pretty cool. And that was the first time I have ever done anything like that. So thanks for being there with me for that first time. Thanks for listening to this two-part episode of the Dream Mason podcast with healer, astrologer, and intuitive Danielle Page. That woman is magic and is one powerful human being. Thanks for being with me through that journey, letting me share some valuable things with you, and getting to experience me as she took me through that very real journey and as she threw some valuable insights at me. I hope through listening to my experience in working with Danielle, you got some value for yourself. If you're interested in getting in touch with Danielle, you can find her at healingpage.com. That is H-E-A-L-I-N-G-P-A-I-G-E.com or at healingpage on Instagram. Thank you for checking out the Dream Mason podcast. I am grateful to have you here. Please tag or share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it. Subscribe to it. And please give us a review if you are enjoying this show. If you want more, you can follow me, Alex Terranova, at InspirationalAlex on Instagram. 
You can also find me at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.